women not in power talking about women in power. This is Pretty Politics with your hosts, Kayla and Heather. Hello and welcome to Pretty Politics. I know we've been on a bit of a hiatus. We'll explain why. But I am Kayla Blakesley, your radio programmer by day and podcaster by night. And hello, hello. I'm Heather Gardner out in California. I am an entertainment reporter for Yahoo, talking all things pop culture, entertainment news, and of course, politics. Duh. And of course, Heather, that's what makes this podcast, Pretty Politics, so unique is that you're in California and I am in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is the place where we talk about politics and pop culture and how they mix without all the hate. That's right. We love each other mostly at the end. (laughs) Mostly, mostly. I tell you what, with today's topics that we've got lined up, I don't know how we're going to feel about each other um, at the end of this episode. Well, a lot has happened since, you know, we kind of took a break. And I feel like you need to tell us what what happened, why we had to take a break. (laughs) My husband and I, I think I mentioned it last time, we've decided to adult hardcore and we just bought a house and I just moved last weekend so I don't even have a studio to record in hence why our hiatus has been as long as it's been plus I mean I have not bought a house but I can imagine that there's a lot that goes into it I mean we've been talking you've been talking about this with me for months so you know things had to get done you know adulting sucks it's quite the process but now that we're in the space I'm like totally happy I was about to say, I was like, what sucks about your brand new house? Nothing sucks about the house, but a lot has also gone in on in the world while I've been in my like house bubble. We've got to talk Parkland, not so much the events that unfolded, but about the kids. Talk a little bit about, mm-hmm. well, let's just say that we're going to talk about the kids, okay? We're going to talk Roseanne and her TV show making its comeback, dropping it like it's hot. A doll that has had an abortion. We're just going to cap that one right there for right now. And uh, Cosmo being pulled off the front shelves of the Walmarts all across the nation. Heather, where do we begin today? Well, let's go ahead and start with Parkland. I think that's on the forefront of most people in America's brains because the March for Our Lives protest that these kids out of the Parkland um, Parkland shooting down in Florida, they organized and put together, and that was just this past weekend. So, or I guess at this point it might have been two weekends ago. Either way, it was not that long ago, so everybody is talking about it. And wow, they have made quite an impact. Some people like it. Others, I'm, I'm assuming you don't, Kayla. But, I mean, no one can argue the the amount of coverage in the media and the amount of impact on social media that these these kids are making. No, I couldn't agree with you more. They have absolutely made an impact. Took the words right out of my mouth. However, that impact, I'll sum up how I feel about it real quick, actually. I think they're being used to push the mm-hmm. anti-gun agenda. Simple as that. You know... I'm not going to argue with you that it's an anti-gun agenda. I 100% think that that is their goal. Um, The fact that they're being used, you know, I don't actually agree with that. I think... I think that this is something that they put together themselves. And, you know, I don't think that CNN called Emma Gonzalez, who is kind of the face. She's the one with the really, really short hair. 
um, one of the victims out in Florida. I don't think, you know, they called her up and said, hey, can you give this speech? It kind of just happened organically with her that she gave this speech. It got so much coverage. She said she didn't even have a Twitter and then created one overnight, had a million followers. I mean, I don't think you can say that she's being used. I think this was just an organic thing that happened and she's just embraced it as with David Hogg, who is one of the um, one of the more predominant ones and also Cameron Katsky, who was the one who organized the March for Our Lives march. I do agree mm-hmm. that Gonzala, Gonzalez, or however you say her name, that was really organic. I saw the speech. I watched the speech. She couldn't help that cameras from CNN happened to be there. That was very organic. But, A, I hope they know that legislation isn't changed overnight. I, I hope they understand that. It's kind of silly to me because it doesn't happen overnight. And, B, to me, this is a perfect example, though, of why legislation isn't based off emotion. I just feel like they are emotional train wrecks, as they should be. I would be an emotional train wreck. I can't imagine how they feel. But that's, again, what goes back to my first point is they're these emotional train wrecks being used. They're being used, whether or not against their will, for their will, whatever. They're so vulnerable that it's easy to do. I do think that they understand that this is a long process. And the reason is because, Kayla, I'm sure you saw on social media that I did go to the march, the one that happened in Los Angeles. Um, And I did not like your Instagram post about it on purpose. (laughs) uh, You know what? It's so funny. I I get a lot of trolls on Facebook, um, mostly, I mean, ironically, for my family, because I am the sole liberal in my family. I'm fighting the good fight, I feel like. but I hardly ever get trolled on Instagram. And my goodness, like they came after me and I wasn't quite expecting it because yeah, it was it was strangers, you know, I have about 10,000 followers. So it was people that I had never interacted with before, but usually Instagram is, is quite pleasant and it wasn't so much when I was posting about all this stuff. In fact, one person even said that they hoped that one day I get raped, but don't have a gun to defend myself. And I was like, oh my God. Let's call it this, because this also then kind of takes segues to my next point. Political warfare with kids. We we can get there in one second, but I didn't finish my point about why I think they understand that it's a longer fight. Because when we were there, well, because when we were there, you know, obviously it's like we want gun legislation, duh. But there was still a, hey, November, like you got to vote in November. Like, I feel like they actually do understand the process. And there were people there signing people up to vote who maybe couldn't vote yet, signing teenagers up to pre-vote, getting people excited about the election, which let's face it, is six, seven months away from now. So I really do think they understand the process it's not going to change tonight but the the point the point that they're trying to make is hey we got to vote the right people who can help our agenda and that's you know that's further down the line so i think they do understand that it's a much longer battle i think it's a a circus and political warfare (laughs) with kids i know we've talked about political warfare before especially in the world the digital world but i think this is another layer of it now using kids using teenagers and quite frankly I mean, I'm not a fan, but again, First Amendment, we get to do as we please, just like I get to carry a gun Mm -hmm. if I want to, too. You know, I just don't like, I just don't like that you're using this term used because again, I just don't feel like they're being used. They're on their, I'm, I follow all of them. And to be quite frank, I, I cover them a lot on Yahoo because the world of entertainment and politics has kind of melded together on this one. And so I talk about it on uh, Yahoo almost weekly at this week daily, um, you know, and so I follow them and, and it's not, 
it's not even just like, oh, I'm having a fun day with my friends and then, oh, gun control. No, no, no. Like these kids are every single hour posting some articles, getting themselves educated, getting their millions of followers educated, fighting back against politicians on Twitter. Like it's it's their accounts and they're doing it. So I really don't like the term used. I think they put this together. Yeah, but now they're going and talking about things like not being accepted into colleges, and it's making national headlines, which I think is a bunch of crap. It made a headline on TMZ, which, let's just be real here, isn't exactly news. <laughs> oh, it's been a headline everywhere. Well, yeah, but I've TMZ it, was the one who brought it up. Regardless who brought it up, that doesn't mean that we got to follow and jump off the bridge, too. That's my point of being used. It's like now that they've got this little platform, now we're going to go talk about how, oh, I can't even get into college. Why? Because I'm anti-gun. To me, that's such a liberal, conservative agenda. And why I use the word used, I still agree with you. Gonzalez, totally organic. She couldn't have helped that. But tomato, tomato, what isn't very differing in views for you and I is the topic of Roseanne. Ah, Roseanne. I love I love your segue there. And you know what? Y'all y'all who have listened to us so many for so many months, y'all know when Kayla wants to move on because she always says the last word and then doesn't let me get in and then she just changes subjects. I just had to point that out. This whole time I didn't know you know, knew that until now. <laughs> Oh, no, I knew. I'm just polite, unlike some people on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, yes, oh my gosh, Roseanne. So there was quite the stir with her this week because after 21 years, her show, which was, um, it launched in 1988, if you could believe that. 1988, that's the year I was born. I know, right? Me too. Uh, gosh, we're so old. <laughs> But after 21 years of being off the air, they got the entire original cast back together, which is kind of a theme in Hollywood these days. But it was a massive deal. And the reason we're talking about it on our politics podcast is because of Roseanne Barr, who is, of course, Roseanne in the show, and her love of Trump, which rubbed everyone the right way, I guess. It did rub everyone the right way. And I know that everyone was throwing a hissy fit about this before the show even do you want to say re-premiered or re-dropped? Reboot. I think that's what they call revival, reboot, you know. Well, whatever. before the show dropped again, what, 20-some years later, people were throwing a stink about it because her character was going to be pro-Trump. And as we all know in real life, she is pro-Trump too. But the ironic right. part of all of that, Heather, which I personally, big old smile on my face, and I'm not even a fan <laughs> of Roseanne, so go figure. The show... <laughs> was off the charts. I mean, it was insane. It um, it had an 18 million rating. So 18 million eyes tuned in for the premiere, which I think was this past Tuesday, I want to say. And that's insane because it's a four-year high for ABC and their ratings, which is crazy. So it's obviously already been renewed for an 11th season. But it's funny because, um, you know, you know that I love to bash on Trump and I get very offended. I'm very liberal. I'm very snowflakey like that sometimes. I'll admit it. Um, but, you know, I, when I look back at Roseanne's comments, and yes, she has been a proud Trump supporter for years. Uh, she came out during the election. So, you know, we're two years past that at this point. And she said the reason why she wanted to make her her character a Trump supporter, too, was because that that show really exemplifies middle America and let's just face it there's nothing more real in America right now especially someone who lives out in the Midwest or in the middle of part of the country or in the south that's just life 
you know? And so I honestly had no problem. I thought it was very real to the character. I thought it was very real to what the show had always tried to be, which was just a real American family. And it's smart business because let's look at it like this, the way I see it, because I am the conservative, I'm 100% mm-hmm. opposite of you. There's not a lot of TV programs out there that, let's face it, have the guts or have the courage to be pro-Republican. Even even watching re- reality TV shows like your American Idols and your voice, mm-hmm. there's always some kind of draw of politics somehow. Your award shows, all of them, they always want to have some kind of, again, I'm going to call it liberal agenda. And it seems like it's everywhere. And quite frankly, I can't even watch TV anymore. It's gotten to that point. So... I think with this, it's refreshing. It's a breath of fresh air because it's showing that conservatives actually want programs that they can tolerate to watch. Because, again, I can't even tolerate half the programs out there because they're so freaking liberal. You know, it is nice to be represented. And we we talk about this when it comes to, you know, the color of our skin. We talk about this when it comes to our sexual orientation. But it it is interesting that we haven't really had a conversation about your political beliefs because I'll be real. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. There is very minimal programming that isn't Fox News or isn't NRA TV or isn't on a Christian station that really plays to the conservative in America. And you know what? The conservatives are ruling the nation right now. So in terms of business, I think you're right. But, you know, just to play devil's advocate and give Hollywood a little credit here. um, You know, I've lived here in L.A. for about four years now. And I grew up in the South and lived in the Midwest and live here. I don't know that it's a conscious thing. Maybe at an executive level, maybe. And they think business. But, like, everyone here is just liberal. And so the people creating the content is just liberal and I don't even think they understand you know that they're missing an audience I just think they want their content out the way that they want it and they're liberal so it comes out that way but yeah no I agree with you and the funny thing is is that um last man standing which Kayla I don't know if you ever saw that my dad was obsessed with it Uh, Yes, with Tim Allen. So it got canceled last year and there was a big uproar from, again, the conservative community because Tim Allen's character in the show is conservative. And I've seen a couple episodes because, again, my dad loves it and we watch it together when, you know, he comes to visit and vice versa. Um, And, you know, he is the he is the conservative dad who's raising like three liberal daughters. And it's really it's actually a really fun show. But when it got canceled, there was an uproar because they're like, they're trying to take away our programming or whatever, even though that wasn't the case in my opinion but they have actually decided to bring it back because of the success and they realize now because of Roseanne that conservatives want television they want to see themselves represented in the mainstream media bravo i see no tomato no tomato we actually can kind of see eye to eye on this one i don't mind it and here's the thing i actually did watch the reboot i never watched the other show again we were a little young when it came out um Real young, yeah. But I watched I watched the reboot because I was just at home chilling by myself. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. I like Roseanne's character. I like the family dynamic. It wasn't over-the-top conservative. And then her, um, Lori Metcalf, who plays Roseanne's sister in the show, actually, her she her opening scene was her with the pussy hat and a nasty woman t-shirt. And But I liked it, though, because it showed a dynamic and, again, a real American family because, like I said, I'm the lone, you know, liberal in my family, so we a real-life family has to deal with differing political views, and they went there on the show, and it just honestly felt very real. It didn't feel overdone. I liked it. Well, now it. I'm going to have to watch it. Thanks. Jeez. It's good. 
Well, maybe if it's finally a program that I can find to to enjoy and to like. Oh, you know, you. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you knew this, but um, Donald Trump actually called Roseanne the next day to congratulate no, her. No, he did not. On the success. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He didn't actually tweet about it instead? No, he did not tweet about it, but uh, the reports all say that she got a phone call from him the next day. She's on the left. She's on the right. Together, it might be balanced. This is Pretty Politics. Well, so how about switching from TV? Let's switch to Disney. And this story, Mm -hmm. to me, is appalling. Well, I feel like I should just read the tweet that went out that has been taken down. So Planned Parenthood, the direct tweet, which again has been deleted, quote, we need a Disney princess who's had an abortion. We need a Disney princess who's pro-choice. We need a Disney princess who's an undocumented immigrant. We need a Disney princess who's actually a union worker. We need a Disney princess who's trans, period, end quote. Kayla, I know you can't see my face, but it is so squished right now being like, ooh, why? In, in the tweets, it's not even like it was one full tweet. Each of those sentences was like its own tweet. So it's like rapid fire tweeting. So it's like super oh noticeable God. when people do that. So this is Planned Parenthood. The tweet actually didn't go over very well, which I would have thought the no. snowflakes would have latched on and thought it was great. But at the end of the day, let's just actually talk about Disney creating a, a doll or a princess or whatever that's had an abortion. I mean, yeah, no, I hope I hope that's a joke. I mean, let's let's we talk there's there's a lot of talk right now about Frozen 2, the the second Frozen coming out and there has been a real big push to have her have a girlfriend or have her, you know, be a lesbian or be gay and you know, and of course that's like a huge deal. Um uh, we're not to the point of unplanned pregnancies and going to the doctor. We can't even get past the lesbian part. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> My goodness, but the CEO of Planned Parenthood did come out and say, yes, we absolutely did send those tweets and that we believe that they needed to be a part of the educational system and that they play a critical role in health education. I don't know that Disney plays a critical role in health education. (laughs) That's literally, I believe what she called it was uh, education on health issues. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't agree with that. I mean, I think that girls, young girls in their teenage years, right around the time that you get your, you know, puberty, y'all know what I'm talking about, um, should be educated about their bodies and about their rights and about, you know, everything, you know, sex education and all of that. Is it a place for Disney? No, I I personally don't think so at all. No, and I'd like (laughs) to ask the CEO of Planned Parenthood if she's got a daughter you know, because every girl, you and I both, Heather, and I know you, that you're a fan of Belle, I'm a fan of Cinderella, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. little girl daydreams of being a princess. Mm-hmm. At some point in her life, that's what she daydreams about. I daydreamed about being Cinderella, not the whole doing the chores thing, but the whole glamorous ball, right now, you know, carriage I thing. I am daydreaming of being Meghan Markle. <laughs> okay, we're not going there. <laughs> but my point of that is I would love to ask the CEO, does she want her daughter at the age of seven daydreaming about being the princess that needed an abortion? No, I mean, I, I agree in the one sense that we every person, every woman, every every teenager, you know, because that's when you deal with pregnancies, not at seven teenage years that can happen. Every teenager and girl and woman needs to be 
needs to be educated and they need to understand what that means and you know and again it comes back to such sex education too because the easiest way to prevent an abortion is to prevent pregnancy so they need to be understanding in that i just don't think it belongs in in packages that are meant for actual children ages three to 12. And maybe they do some research on how real princesses behave. And well, if they look at some actual real princesses, um, yeah, they haven't always been very classy. Mm. But no, I just, I, I cringed when I saw that and I was just like, oh gosh, why? Just, just why, why? <laughs> Now I'm laughing because all I can think about is Elsa. Like, all I want to say is, let it go. No. I don't think Disney responded to that, did they? They probably just were like, whoa, we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I don't know. They're all into, they're confusing people with their some of their movies lately. The newest, latest Beauty and the Beast. I, I thought they were pushing some gay agenda there. So who knows what Disney thinks. Oh, my gosh. It was not that bad. A boy danced with another boy. Ugh. The producers themselves said they didn't know if, you know, what's his face? LaFoe, what's his name? Yeah, LaFoe. They didn't know if he was in love with Gaston or wanted to be him. So that tells me there was some gay tendencies or agenda being pushed. I think there 100% was. They acknowledged that he was the first openly gay character in Disney's history, in Disney's 80-year history at that point. I would rather Cosmo shove their sexual ideologies on me than Disney. Really? Well, at least they're not. I mean, at least they're not hiding it. (laughs) Right. But Cosmo has come out saying, and this is part of the hashtag Me Too movement, so I figured you'd be a really big fan of this story, Heather. But Cosmo has come out, and they're really sending a message about female sexuality, if you will, and they're taking all of their magazines off the stands at the, like, checkout section. You know, when we all go there and we're like, got to grab the extra candy bar because we're it's standing there taunting us while we're waiting in line for 20 minutes. Right. Ugh. That place where the magazines are, they are taking all of those magazines off their shelves right there at the checkout line you can still buy your cosmo at walmart you just have to go to the regular aisle that contains all the magazines all of them which include by the way like you know gun enthusiast digest (laughs) you know all that all that kind of stuff anything you want Let's dive a little bit deeper into into the real reason why. Like, this is the actual comment from the executive director of essentially Cosmo, but the magazine brand, but you get the you get the gist. Cosmo sends the same messages about female sexuality as Playboy. It places women's value primarily on their ability to sexually satisfy a man and therefore plays into the same culture where men view and treat women as intimate sex objects. Wait, was that was that a quote from Cosmo or was that from Walmart? That does not sound like something that trying to sell a product would. He's the guy who owns Cosmo and several other magazines. He's the CEO of the of who owns the magazine. It's it's called Nocos or something like that. But to me, that's irrelevant. But you get the point. You're right. It doesn't really make good business sense to me. In fact, since 2015, yeah, sales have gone down 20 percent every year. So their sales aren't even doing very well. So then to rip them off the shelves where people like kind of are tempted to buy them along with that Milky Way, it is a bit baffling, but it really goes to show that he slash Cosmo, whomever behind it all, the people sitting in the boardroom making the decisions really did want to send a message. I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't know that the outlandish, the unashamedly um, sexy tendencies of Cosmo really contributed to their 20% losses as much as just digital media did because people don't buy magazines as much as they did anymore. Um, But, you know, it's on one hand, I kind of feel like that's responsible because 
in the part of the company because there has been such a push for for women to be more than just you know a man's arm candy or play thing or you know sexual object or anything on the other hand why don't you just change your content you know I I just I've never seen a man buy Cosmo maybe there are some out there that do but like usually it's women that buy the magazine so you're talking about jumping on the hashtag me too movement to send a message that women don't need to be portrayed as sexual objects but yet it's women who buy the magazine. So I kind of like scratched my head at this one a little bit when they made this decision. Cause A, again, it's not good for business. And B, I don't get it. Women are buying Cosmo, yeah. not men. It's funny because um, I read a different article about this, which was talking, it didn't even bring up like the Me Too side of it. It brought up just like the sex tendencies and like and how little children you know stand in lines they don't always go down the magazine aisle but they always stand in line with their parents and so they were trying to like get that away and in that sense I actually agreed with it because um Cosmo like we said hasn't changed their content in the wake of anything whereas People Magazine has and Health Magazine and those kind of things have taken an effort to Photoshop less to not put just the skinny models on their cover to put to focus on headlines that are empowering instead of make your man sexy you know like all those kinds of um you know titles and things so in that sense I thought it was really cool that you have the more like family friendly women empowering magazines in the front and you could still get the sexy trash you just gotta go (laughs) get it in the back you gotta go hunt for the sexy trash yeah right so yeah it's interesting though both sides I mean I guess I just applaud it. I, I have no problem with this at all. You want to make that kind of business move, go for it. And I agree with you. If my seven-year-old's standing with me with her Disney princess that's Cinderella and has not had an abortion, she doesn't need to be seeing how to give a man an orgasm titles either, you know? Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Cosmo could have made a better move of just perhaps changing the way they do their covers. To me, that would have been an instant way to solve their problem right. and hopefully not cost them profits as much. But hey... I'm not in that business. I do radio. What do I know? I mean, let's just be let's just be candid here. You could still be all for the Me Too movement and still want to make your man happy. Amen to that. <laughs> wow, I can't I even believe you said that. <laughs> what? I don't want him to be unhappy in our marriage. That's just a recipe for divorce. So sidebar, speaking of things that we need, okay? Did you see Tommy Laren. So she's on Instagram. If you don't know who Tommy Laren is, she she used to have this segment called Final Thoughts on the Blaze. She now kind of does it on Fox News. She's a hardcore conservative Republican. Touting That's her putting thoughts. it light, lightly. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase here and be quick. But anyway, <laughs> if you don't know who Tommy Laren is, you have to go look this photo up. Did you see her Instagram post? Oh. Where she's got oh. these, like, yo- you have. Okay. She's got these yoga leggings slash pants yoga pants where in the front where you've got your lady parts is like like a kangaroo pouch for a gun (laughs) i'm laughing so hard she looks she looks ridiculous she looks ridiculous the post she made is so serious she does she's doing like a selfie in the mirror with her kangaroo pouch yoga pants with her gun she does this whole spiel about how when people or when women 
get harassed at the gym or when they're working out all alone or running all alone, blah, blah, blah. Make sure you have your gun Wait. handy to defend you. Oh, my gosh. Does she does she really run with her gun like that? I hope not. I mean, I'm sorry. I You know, I, I want to be a Tommy Lahren fan sometimes. I mean, I'm as conservative as they come, but sometimes I, I'm not even a fan of her. But this, I just, this one I'm really, really scratching my head at because... It's just stupid. It's just stupid. It made me like hurt for her because I'm just like, oh gosh, one trip and she, there goes her leg. <laughs> you know? Seriously, this visual, if you've not seen it, the gun gets placed right where your lady parts are, right? Like she looks like a man woman, if you know what I mean. <laughs> It looks like her. She's packing heat in her package. Like, for real though, it looks like her vagina's like, just like she's stuck it in between. <laughs> I'm not sure what she was trying to accomplish for this. If it was an ad, I'm so sorry for those yoga pants people. Send me your yoga pants. I will do them justice. I will not stick a gun in my kangaroo pouch. It's just so, I mean, she was, I mean, like you said, she was just so serious about it, but like no one took her seriously. They were all, first of all, like my first thought was like, oh, like get that away from your lady parts, you know, all that stuff. But also just like, you know, oh yes, run to your yoga class, defend yourself with downward dog well on that note would you oh, like to to wrap up with a little news and shoes oh of course it's news and shoes kayla and heather select the appropriate footwear for the top three news stories of the day so we got to pick the three big stories let's not do parkland kids because we're comparing shoes to these stories and let's just leave them out of it shall we We'll pick Roseanne's reboot, as we've learned that's what it's called. Disney's abortion doll, thanks to Planned Parenthood. And do we want to do Cosmo or Tommy's pants? Ooh, let's do Tommy. <laughs> let's do Tommy. So what shoes are you wearing for the reboot of pro-Trump Roseanne? Well, I'm going to have to bring out, like, an 80s staple because... It's all coming back now, right? They say that fashion repeats itself. Well, now it seems like television is repeating itself too. So, what was a big, what was a big uh, shoe fashion in the the eighties? I don't know. I was like, you know, born in late eighties. Maybe something neon. Sure. I'm just gonna say any shoe from the eighties. I feel like tennis shoes were really big back then. Like the really thin soles, like the um. Let's call them Cadillacs, but like the super white ones that are just like canvas almost. I feel like those were super popular back then for ladies. Fringe. Fringe was big. Okay. Well, I um, I was going to whip out once again my slippers, and I know I've whipped these out before, but I just feel like it's appropriate because I'm actually going to kick back, pop some popcorn, and actually watch Roseanne for the first time in my life because, Heather, you did such a good job selling me I on said it. I liked it, and I want you to t call me when you're done and let me know what you think about it. I, I honestly thought it was good. I did. Okay, I'm wearing my slippers then. <laughs> Disney's abortion doll, which we hope is never, ever, ever invented. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm just going to put on my classy Meghan Markle shoes. They always wear closed-toed. You know, the royals are not allowed to wear open-toed shoes, and they have to put on pantyhose, and that is a fact, and they're never too high. They have protocols in the royal family, and I think we have to have protocols for children's 
videos, children's movies, children's books and brands. I'm okay with a little diversity, but you're getting crazy with sex education in a Disney movie. No, keep it classy. So you're going with your closed-toed heels, but it's probably the low heel, right? Like the one-inch or two-inch mm-hmm. pump? Mm-hmm. That's right, kitten heel with pantyhose. Very classy, very royal. I'm putting on my, I've also, I think, put these on before, too. i got to come up with better shoes. But I'm putting on my running sneaks and running as far away from this idea as I possibly can because (laughs) it's just straight up stupid (laughs) and terrible. And I'd so love to meet the CEO of Planned Parenthood and give her a piece of my mind. Oh, she rattled the boat. Just sometimes with liberals, I just got to say, just stop while you're ahead, please. 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 Don't give them a reason to defund you further. Tommy Lahren's ridiculous gun-toting yoga pants. <laughs> what the heck kind of shoes are you going to wear for this? I just want her to be barefoot. I just want to see her running, try to hold that gun in her vagina while she's running down the street. No, I'm squinching my face, but only to laugh. <laughs> I just, I, but I want her to do it barefoot. For some reason, I just, I, I do not like that woman. And Talk about empowering <laughs> women's sexuality by putting a gun in her vajay. <laughs> I can't, I can't talk about this without busting off laughing. It's so ridiculous. You know what? That goes both ways. Liberals sometimes need to just quit while they're ahead. Conservatives do too, okay? This is a moment where I will actually agree with you and say, quit while you're ahead. On that note, I'll just go barefoot with you too because there's just not anything else that can be said about that. This is Pretty Politics, the place where we're blending a whole lot of pop culture with a whole lot of politics and smushing it together to give you Pretty Politics without all the hate. Correct, Kayla. And shall we tell them where they could find us? Knock yourself out. All right. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud. You can also download every single one of our episodes for free at prettypoliticspodcast.com. Make sure you follow myself at HeatherGTV. That's Twitter and Instagram. Kayla, tell them yours because I can't remember what it is. I'm at KH Blakesley on Twitter, and you can find me under Kayla Blakesley on Facebook. We're posting all the good stuff there. And of course, like Heather said, don't forget to download us on iTunes. It's the Pretty Politics Podcast. From the cornfields of Indiana to the congested highways of L.A., thank you for listening to Pretty Politics with your hosts, Kayla and Heather. 